0: Shalom. Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Sharing the Word. Today's subject is on Psalm 1. You know, there's many books out there that actually teach young people on how to live in society or how to deal with their development. There are books that actually teach us how to socially communicate or interact with one another. But most of the books that are out there fail to sometimes look at things in a spiritual manner and therefore create rules of engagement that may not be logical or applicable depending on the person the culture, or the ethnic group in which they belong to. But the Bible does give rules for how to interact, how to get along, and how to cope in a societal uh, model that can at times be difficult for most people to adjust or adapt to. But when we read in the Bible... And I like to start with the book of Psalms. We find that even a young man can find good and advisable instructions, godly instructions on how to cope and live in today's society. Now, I know it's difficult right now to see how that's possible, when everybody has a platform to communicate or to to practice their First Amendment rights. Maybe they're now being young activists that are out there trying to convey or to communicate what they believe is true, wrong, just, or unjust. Sometimes it's not wise, and maybe it's really foolish, if you will, to just... Join the band of everybody that has a cause. Maybe it's it's okay if you want to join a band that's for a good cause, but to join just any band or a cause that just seems to be making a loud noise to be heard, that's not good. The Bible tells us to be careful about running with other people who have a true motive to do wrong. If you really want to go out and speak your mind or to participate with activists in mind, uh, to be an activist, if you will, to, to protest, if you will, then maybe finding the cause, the value system that you believe in, maybe you need to do it with conviction instead of violence. But I still preface that it is important to want to share your convictions, your ideologies, your belief system, not only independently, but collectively with others who share the same values. So when we look at Psalm chapter 1, it's only six verses. And we're going to read these verses, and we're going to learn what it really means to walk under the counsel of godly versus the counsel of ungodly. Now, as I said, there are things in the news today that show that there are people who have right causes. I'm all for that. But there are people who have tainted, who have injected, ungodly motives into a righteous cause, therefore creating riots and looting and other types of mayhem or chaos. So maybe we need to see, does every protest, does every, every cause, social cause, is it really good for the people? Good for those that are being victimized by society, are we marching because there's prejudice? Are we marching because there's social injustices? Are we marching because you fill in the blank? Everyone can march for a cause? You can get a handful of people that can say, "I disagree with the following, and they can protest that or march. Uh, and protest and voice their concern about anything that's unfair. But I believe that if we would just ground ourselves in the word of God and maybe put on the banner of righteousness and the banner of, of Christ and say, thus says the Lord, this is wrong, then maybe, then maybe we can see some change. For two weeks... People were rioting, people were protesting, people were globally marching and saying how unjust institutional racism is. They were declaring that police officers are bad and they target minorities, especially black men. You can't argue that when you see some statistics that support that. You can't argue that when the most recent vivid description of that was George Floyd. People were marching. People were hurt. People are just darn angry about what's going on. And I share that anger. And yet there hasn't been any remedies to correct it. Two weeks after the murder of George Floyd by a police officer, a man is sleeping in his car in a drive through at Wendy's in Atlanta. The police show up, do a sobriety test on the man, and because of possibly failing the test, there's some arguments or scuffling the man decides to run but took a taser gun from one of the cops but even as the black man is running through the parking lot at a Wendy's the police officer probably felt threatened in his own interpretation and shoots the black man in the back and he dies And once again, we see that the white officers in question used excessive force on a black man. So what is the real answer? What is the engagement? What is the the communication between police and citizen that should be tweaked? What is the communication, the interdynamics between the police officer and a citizen, especially when it comes to male, female, black, white? What is that? But if everyone was practicing godly behavior, walking in the counsel of righteousness, that doesn't negate what the cop did. It just means everyone should be walking in righteousness, maybe we could see respect for one another. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Maybe we can see a societal change if we remember then that God created everything. And maybe we need to focus on the laws of God on how to treat one another versus just trying to follow laws that seem to somehow be distort it in order for interpretation, for somebody to make their own just reason or cause to take the frustrations of society, to take the anxieties of the world, and then A, with excessive force, treat somebody because of the color of their skin in a horrific, ungodly manner. But Psalm 1 tells us Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in a way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You see, many cops today follow their own rules, their ethics, and their values, even their own precepts, in order to protect and serve their community. And because of that, their interpretation of the law is therefore synthesized in order for them to say, this is what I'm going to do when somebody violates this statute. But if somehow the failure in the foundation of that institution is not to walk in the counsel of righteousness, not walk in the counsel of the godly, but to walk in a mindful of societal unjust behavior or systemic racism, as people are saying, or just to walk in ungodly behavior, partisanship. If everyone is walking in a divisive manner, then there is no equality in law, especially the application of law. Verse two says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, doth he meditate day and night? See, we can can pick on the the cops. We can pick on anyone that's in institutional power. But the laws of this land have its foundation, its genesis in the word of God. Maybe if we would just meditate on the law of God first, maybe if we just meditate on the word of God first, and practice those values, then maybe the system and the societal values and the institution of law will then teach us to, A, have a correlation between the two so that we can treat others the way we should, according to godly values. The whole Bible is is replete with how to treat one another. And in the Bible, it does give us governance on how we should treat one another as a society, as a tribe, as a community, as a people. So when we are applying the principles of the Bible into our own laws, then why do we have murder? Why do we have racism? Why do we have unfair punishment under the rule of law? A black man commits a crime, he'll get the maximum penalty where a white person gets minimum or less. Why is that? But if we're all walking in righteousness and walking according to the word of God, then we can then have the confidence and the peace that we are in compliance with the law, obedience to the law. When the law of God says, follow the rules of society, then I shouldn't have any issues with the societal laws that govern my community. Because I'm obeying the institutional law that God has put over me, according to Romans. But verse 2 again says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law does he meditate day and night. Verse three, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. See, what we're finding is when you obey God's law, And we know the greatest law is also found in the Bible, according to what Jesus even said when he was questioned in Mark chapter 12, when a scribe asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says the commandment is, all the commandments are summed up with this one commandment, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And number two to it is love your neighbor as yourself. This is the greatest of all. So if we can just study on the law of God by loving one another, we will not have as much crises, so much chaos, so much hate in our world today. So to meditate on God's law day and night is to say, I will meditate on the love of God and loving others as God loves me because he sent his only begotten son. And by studying and meditating on God's law and practicing it not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer, then I will be prosperous or blessed in all that I do. Well, think about it. The speed limit is 30 miles per hour. You do 30 miles per hour. If you go above 30 miles per hour, you're going to get what? A ticket. It says don't rob a bank. You don't rob a bank. If it says don't murder, you don't murder. If you follow the laws of this land, you can walk with peace of mind, peace, and spirit, knowing that you are following the laws of this land, that you will not be penalized or punished for being in compliance. And your reward is you don't have speeding tickets. Your reward is you're not in jail. But when you study and meditate on the word of God, you will find that by practicing what the word has said, you are at peace with God, you are at peace with your neighbor, you are at peace within your soul, and God will bless you in all that you do. What about the ungodly? What about those that don't follow the rules? Well, according to verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Verse six, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So let me close by saying this. If you wanna be a person who deliberately breaks laws, the consequences are severe. You may think you're getting away with it by masking and hiding in the group of rioters protesters, you think you're going to get away with it. Maybe because you see others. But God is a righteous, just God. And if you're not punished today, you will be in God's timing. But if you are now living according to the laws of God, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. The fear of the Lord is beginning of the wisdom. If you are obeying God's word on that, then following the laws of this land, Is not difficult. But do not participate with people who are motivated to be unlawful. Because if you follow the crowd in that realm, the consequences are going to be severe. And you have no one to blame but yourself. So follow the righteous crowd. Follow the causes that lead to social change that is not violent. And maybe, maybe in your lifetime, you will see the fruits of that versus participating in what I call violent protests, violent things by following ungodliness. You will not see fruits of righteousness, but fruits of unrighteousness because we do reap what we sow according to Galatians. My friends, read the word of God. Meditate on scriptures day and night. Obey his word. And you will prosper in all your ways. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. We pray, Father God in heaven, that you will bring peace to our land Peace amongst our people. Peace around the world and bring peace to Israel, my Lord, my God. Bless this message. Bless this message so that it will reign superior in the thoughts and hearts of everyone that listens so they can say to themselves, thus says the Lord, not thus says man. You, Lord God, creator of all have given us your word to live by faith, to live according to the precepts and the commands of your Bible so that we can please you and live in favor with God and with man. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to another session with Sharing the Word. Join me again as we examine and open up the Bible on topics that affect the believer.